Thank you so much to our new patrons, Lindsay Chung, Amber, Soren Raz, Aaron Holowayenka, Andrew Dean, Nemesis, and Captain Oberon. Folks, you are the hot sauce to our burritos. To support Book Reviews Kill and gain access to deleted scenes and exclusive full-length episodes, please click on the link in the description for this episode. Hello, and welcome to Book Reviews Kill, a podcast about fantasy, sci-fi, and horror novels. I'm Chad. And I'm Evan. You are listening to the Monday Morning Minute. And this week in fictional news, the fifth installment of Brandon Sanderson's Stormlight Archive series has been delayed to 2024. This comes as no surprise, as Sanderson said in a recent Reddit AMA, that this was the year, quote, Hollywood came calling. And also saying at JordanCon 2021 that he would allow Stormlight 5's release to be moved back if necessary, as it will be the final book in a sequence for the series. As of this time, there are no details on upcoming screen adaptations of Sanderson's work. So yeah, it's kind of a bummer. I was kind, of, kind of a bummer. Hoping. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's a whole other year and some change, if we're lucky, until Stormlight 5. It's the last book in, like, you know, it's like a sequence. There's two... Right parts to stormlight and if it's the last book he really wants to stick the landing there it sounds like he's pretty distracted with some upcoming screen adaptations which is really exciting that's awesome also rocking the um gofundme record right he's got four other books coming out (laughs) like four mystery books i mean the guy we can't sit here and say (laughs) what are you doing sitting on your ass sanderson like obviously he's extremely busy and i'm personally really happy that he understood how important it was to put out the best possible Stormlight book and like really devote his attention to it. Like he knows how big of a deal that series is. I respect it for sure. The bar is extremely high for Sanderson. And while I'm super looking forward to it, I would rather have him take the time to do it right. Uh, just so everyone knows, his uh, GoFundMe is up to $41,754,000, That is, which is crazy. That's wild. Those books are going to be so cool looking. I'm a, it's, They're going to be so cool. I subscribe to his little newsletter, and every couple months when he just beats the heck out of the previous record, he will release something that's like, hey guys, we're actually adding three new colors to the overseas shipments as well so he's like using the money that he gets to make his package a little bit better which is really cool i think yeah i mean i it's funny i i have no idea what these new books are going to be about whether or not there's starts to new series if they're cosmere books or anything but i'm sure they're going to be excellent in their own right uh did you read the fourth one rhythm of war yeah no i still haven't i just got it in mass market paperback though i've read way of kings and words of uh, words of radiance twice each, but yeah. I've only read uh, Oathbreaker one or Oathbringer once. I, w- I was really hoping that Stormlight 5 would come out in like summer 2023 and you and I could read all five of them, but now it's Damn. not really looking like that. So uh... I know every time they come out, I always start at one again and then read all the way up. So in the first one, so I've read the first one three times, second one twice, and then the third one once. And at the end of that, I was like, okay, I'm going to wait until two more come out this time. Because it's just so many pages. It's a lot. It's a lot of To read book. again. And the series deserves it. So, Yeah, definitely. Um, I'm really excited. I think that by the time it comes out, you and I will be ready to podcast about it. Everyone will be ready for it. Everyone will be really excited. And uh, yeah, I'm sure it's going to be really good. I think Stormlight Archive is just one of those things that we're going to be reading for the rest of our lives. Absolutely. I know that he'll at least like we're confident he'll finish it, you know, yeah. which so I can't say the same uh, for other authors. So. <laughs> but uh, anyway, what, what have you been doing this week? 
been reading a lot this week with uh we have some authors coming on and we of course want to finish their books by the time that they come on best probably pretty reasonable and so just kind of increased my reading load beyond the typical number that we read and i know i'm always like i've read picked too many and i certainly have this time but whatever i'm getting through it got a good chunk of the way into viking seas which is the next one in the forerunner series that uh, viking one that i've been working on series is just getting better first one was a nice little hors d'oeuvre Second one, nice couple bites into the main course. And the third one is just main course and so hard. Nice. The main character is getting a little bit older now. And so he's like capable of fighting and lifting a sword, which is nice. You can stand him. Yeah, I can stand him, which is pretty cool. And the magic <laughs> is getting like way more magic-y, you know? Oh, cool. The books are very gentle in their introduction of magic. At first, it's like, what? No magic exists. And very gently, you're introduced to more and more and more and more and Next thing you know, you're literally jumping in a sea of magic. (laughs) (laughs) Literally. (laughs) That's cool. Yeah. Uh, I also started Old Kingdom of Copper and I'm a good chunk of the way into that. Still still need to do some, put some miles beneath my feet on it though. Me too. I'm I'm like a third of the way through it. Oh, nice. That's pretty good. I mean, I pushed it to the side for some other stuff, which I'll get to in a second, but it's good. It's, It's I like it more than the first one already. Oh. 100%. 100%. Yeah, but um, yeah, I don't know what it was. Like, we just, it's hard to prioritize stuff. It is really hard to prioritize. And on that note, I'm also not very good at picking when to switch over to the Sleepy Time book using your Sleep Method book, where you pick like an old faithful, you know, yeah. a trusty chocolate chip cookie of a book uh, before <laughs> you uh, fall asleep. I just wait until I'm already about to fall asleep before I switch over. So I don't ever gain any progress into The Lost Years of Merlin because yeah. I just start it and then instantly fall asleep. I know, like my, my method of getting yourself to sleep kind of works too well sometimes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's why I'm reading um, a song. Uh, I keep trying to call it A Song of Ice and Fire, A Series of Unfortunate Events. There are such short books, but they're kind of like my fall asleep books too, because I've already read the series, and I'm only on the sixth, or the fifth one. I'm only, on the, oh my god, I'm only on the fifth one because I only read like four pages and then I fall yeah. asleep. So yeah, it's not a, not a foolproof method for sure. I mean, it's useful for what it is, but if you're trying to read and finish yeah. a book and understand it, I would not recommend no. <laughs> that to be the method. Uh, so yeah, still uh, optimizing my switchover time there. I finished. Uh, a court of mist and fury. Let's see. What's the acronym for that? We got Akotar. Akomaf. Akomaf. That's not Akomaf. as sexy sounding. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> it sounds like a Star Trek race or something. Uh, I'm excited to do a whole episode on a court of mist oh and fury. But, I mean, it's a it's pretty sexy. It's so sexy, man. I'm like drinking yeah. milk still to try to cool down from the spice. <laughs> it's a really good book. I like that <laughs> one a so lot. Good. Oh man, I, I'm. I don't want to get into it, but I am very yeah. excited to get into it because it's. I got so much to say. I'm sure you do. Yeah, so do I. That's going to be a really fun episode. Yeah. Um. Also, Star Trek Day. Don't know if you know. Was on September eighth, so last Thursday. And uh, I'm sure that everyone t- pulled out their elf ears and pretended them to be uh, Vulcan ears for one day of the year and celebrated that hallowed day in true style. I watched the Star Trek, the live action show, Strange New Worlds. I've never even heard of that. I hadn't either, but I knew that there was a live action one. And a couple of weeks ago, I mentioned that I had watched a few episodes of the Lower Deck one, which is like the family guy meets Star Trek runoff, which was really funny. But I was wanting some more like live action phaserness. And so I watched this one and it's pretty good. What's it on? What streaming platform? It's on Paramount Plus. Oh, okay. 
Yeah. I don't think I'm subscribed to that one. God, I can't I... even keep up with like how much stuff. I don't even, I, I fall for the uh, week the free trials. trial thing. Yeah. I fall for it every time because I just totally space it. And I know you're supposed to like put it in your phone or whatever. I always do, but then I always just don't do it. Uh, and then I want to let everybody know that this is, this is so exciting. I'm so stoked. I don't know if um, you all have read the cosmic horror book series, John Dies at the End, but Jason Pargan reached out to Evan and I and asked to be on our podcast to announce and celebrate his release of his new book, which is called If This Book Exists, You're in the Wrong Universe. And he'll be coming on Friday, right, Evan? Yeah, I'm really excited to talk to him. For anybody wondering, uh, he used to go by David Wong, but he changed his name back to Jason Pargan. I think he was one of the main writers for Cracked.com uh, for a little while. Like He was very involved in all of that. And I like John Dies at the End quite a bit. I haven't read This Book is Full of Spiders yet, but I we are both going to read If This Book Exists, You're in the Wrong Universe. It's a very long title. It is. I know. I was whatever. thinking about that earlier. I was like, this is not very SEO friendly, but whatever. <laughs> I've read all of his books. Um, yeah, you really his... like his stuff a lot. Yeah. I do. Yeah, my roommate got really into them. And so I ha- kind of had them easy to read. And uh, his Zoe Punches the Future in the Dick series is pretty good as well. It's just like, they're like the definition of horror-y romps. Yeah, they're like funny cosmic horror. But they get really yeah. dark and really oh, existentially heavy sometimes. Yeah, they do. There's a few scenes in um, this book is full of spiders specifically that I just shudder to think of even today. I'm just like, oh man, that. I know I might not rough. have time to read uh, this book is full of spiders before he comes on because I got to read this other book of his, like the arc that we got sent. But I'll probably read it in like, like four days. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna read it quickly. <laughs> Me too. So I'm like a chapter in. So yeah, that's another one that I'm working on with a four day time period. And I think, I think that's all I'm reading right now. All that's I'm a reading. lot. Yeah, that is a no, bunch. Dude. Oh my god, it's silly. <laughs> It's silly, silly, silly. But, you know, it's uh, it's good stuff over here. We're keeping it rolling at Book Reviews Kill. We're running a book podcast. Like, it only stands to reason that we'd be reading a lot of books. I'm not right, really like Weird worried, byproduct. But... Yeah, I read a to- lot more. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Isn't that odd? I know. So crazy. So what have you been up to this week? I read a lot as well. Um, this is a heavy reading week for both of us. I read, uh, I finished Babel by R.F. Kuang. Oh, yeah? Tell me about it. Oh, my God. That book was so incredible. It was really, really, really good. It's really dense. It took me a while to get through it because of how dense it was. Like, I mean, it's just it goes into the roots of different languages and um, like the magic system is really intricate. And it's just a very like the pacing is just very kind of plotting, you know, but the last couple hundred pages in a of that tasty book, way. Or in oh, a yeah. No, in a great way. way. It's not boring okay. at all. It's just um, it's dark academia. You know, it's just you're you're walking around oxford you're there's a lot of mystery brewing and like the main character's kind of sense of where he's at and what his situation is in oxford is a lot different it it becomes much more different than he initially thinks it is and so kind of uncovering all of that takes a little while um but she does it in a really brilliant way uh wow it is just i mean chad you should read it it's it's easily the book of the year. I went out and started searching for it. And then I reminded myself that I was reading yeah, more books yeah. than I could possibly carry at one mo- point. So I was like, no, Chad, wait, wait, wait. Uh, so is it set in Oxford University? Yeah, in the early 1800s. Did you know that school has been open for over 1,100 years? Yeah, it's ridiculous. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah, it is at the center 
of a lot of things. <laughs> Some yes. of them not very agreeable. Yeah, the secret society juice running yeah. through that school. And just, you know, like just England stealing stuff from everybody for hundreds of years. <laughs> and, you know, I mean, it's just like RF Kwan goes into heavy detail about it. It's a it's a really it's a good, like challenging book to read. It is. It's just that woman is a genius, like really like, just reading it. I can't. She's 26 years old writing in circles around her peers, <laughs> you know, that are a lot God. older. It's just uh, yeah, it, it's, I highly recommend it to everybody. And I also finished. I, I ran out and bought Fairy Tale, and I finished it. Oh my goodness! Nice work, dude. <laughs> wow, that's the new Stephen book. King, right? Six hundred pages. Yeah, I, I ran <laughs> through that. I know. I oh my god, it was so good. Nom, 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 nom. Yeah, you <laughs> nommed it hard. Was it, it was delicious? It was so good. Yeah, it was awesome. Um, it's like this great, perfect mixture of the Talisman and eleven twenty two sixty three. It's about this kid. It's like a seventeen year old kid who befriends slash like helps out this old man who gets injured and the old man is kind of reclusive and he's got the cutest oldest german shepherd dog named radar and which is such a great name for a dog a by the way i know and like stephen king has corgis like he has dogs and you can just tell through the book how much he loves dogs <laughs> this dog is so lovable and amazing but anyway some events happen the events take a little while you know in, in pure stephen king fashion he's going to take his sweet ass time to get to whatever point he's trying to make and like get to whatever action is going to happen because it is a 600 page book and it feels like a 600 page book how old is stephen king now 75 wow he knew that off the top of your head of course he did that's pretty <laughs> old i mean no it stands to reason that pretty is... old yeah that his books are kind of plodding, like not in a bad way, but you know, 70 year olds do things very deliberately. I mean, he, uh, yeah, I mean, he's telling a, he's telling a, a complete big, like epic fantasy story in 600 pages. And it's just, ah, man, it was so, it's so reminiscent of like, you know, the, the dedication for the book says, uh, thinking of R E H E R G, you know, E R B and H P L. Robert E. Howard, Edgar Rice Burroughs, and H.P. Lovecraft, you know? So it's very reminiscent of, like, Conan and John Carter of Mars, old eldritch horror type stuff, and it's all crammed together, and it's got, like, that, that kind of old, like, Fritz Lieber, like, 50s and 60s fantasy, mm. like, Michael Moorcock type. It's just, uh, it's just so delicious, man. Like, it is, <laughs> and not only that, but he, like... He kind of calls back to like he mentions Cujo. He mentions stuff from the Dark Tower. There's like I was giving me my that, question if he yeah, mentioned he does that fan service. Like he's he's got such a huge universe that he can do his own fan service stuff and like callbacks like you would in like a Star Wars movie or something. So somebody like me who's read a ton of Stephen King books, I'm like, oh, he said that. That's so cool that he, he said that. He hits you with like a nostalgia arrow yeah, every other chapter. Yeah. Oh man, it's so oh, great. Feels so yeah. good. Yeah, it was a really excellent book. Yeah, I read like 1,100 pages this week. <laughs> That's a lot. Um, not including the Kingdom of Copper, which I'm moving through. Or a series of unfortunate events. And Thrawn. And Thrawn. Oh, how's that going? I'm, I haven't even started Dark Force Rising yet. Oh, okay. Like I've got, I'm like five pages into it because I just... I'm so sorry, Timothy Zahn, and to all my Star Wars fans out there, I'm trying. I'm trying. And, I, and I have to start reading this uh, this Jason Pargan book. Um, so. Yeah, because he's coming on. We don't have the author of Thrawn coming on in four days. So. I wish we did. Priority. That'd be so Me cool. Too. Oh, speaking of Timothy Zahn, I, just, um, I went on to the Writers of the Future podcast on Friday, and Timothy Zahn had been on like a couple episodes before me, so that's kind of cool. Oh, that's cool. I forgot to ask how that was. How was it? It was really neat, yeah. Uh, John Goodwin, the host of that podcast, was really cordial, really nice. Kind of just asked me about TikTok. 
I'm not really like a super big like voice of authority for TikTok. Like I, I run a page that's like fairly popular, um, but I don't know like the ins and outs of that app really. And he was kind of asking me like, how do you grow your page? How do you, and I was just like, dude, I don't know. Like I hit like the algorithm lottery. Like I'm, I mean, I just put out as much content as I possibly can and uh, yeah. if people like it and they like it, you know, I just, and he would, I halfway you know, agree with you because it takes good content. Like what you do is not duplicatable by every person, you know, I'm not going for like super false modesty or anything. I put a lot of work into my TikTok page I'm and everything, dope, but for sure, <laughs> but it is like, it's just one of those things where he was asking me kind of like, what are the secrets? And it's like, ah, there's not really much of a secret. Like you just put out as much consistently good quality content as you possibly can you know respond to people's comments like get up get up in there don't go like two weeks without posting anything and every video with the truffle shuffle works yeah, every right? time i know yeah just use the hashtag evan is super sexy yeah every single time <laughs> listen to you book know. reviews kill <laughs> listen to the, my podcast but yeah i plugged the podcast a little bit and um that nice. was really nice uh, i'm entering into the writers of the future uh writing contest this month as well it's like a short oh, story cool. contest. That's how Legends and Lattes got big? Uh, no, Legends and Lattes got big because Sean and McGuire um, kind of pushed it. I think that's what Travis Baldry told me anyway. Um, but What's the one we were talking about the other day that won this? He was doing, he, it wasn't a winner, but he was doing NaNoWriMo. There's not, NaNoWriMo is not really a contest. It's just like a month where everybody gets together and writes a book. Oh, okay. Legends and Lattes started as a NaNoWriMo book, like National Novel Writing Month. But Patrick Rothfuss did the Writers of the Future contest back in like 2003 ah. or something like that. And Patrick Rothfuss said that if it wasn't for Writers of the Future, he might not have gotten Name of the Wind published, which is wild. Like, that's really cool. That is really cool. I think Brandon Sanderson has helped out with it. Like Kevin J. Anderson, some pretty big names in science fiction and fantasy. So I was really honored to be a part of that podcast. Like I, they, they asked me to be on it and I was like, you guys have some pretty big fucking names on this he's <laughs> like they had nancy cartwright like the voice of bart simpson on like a few episodes before me oh wow i was just like there's gonna be like like timothy zahn nancy cartwright brandon sanderson this dude you know nancy cartwright have 150,000 tiktok followers I i'm sure so. she could if she wanted to oh no <laughs> Uh, but yeah, anyway, it was really cool to do that. And I'm excited to enter into the contest because I think I have a pretty good idea for a short story. I've been working on it. What's your page count or your word count that you're hoping to shoot for? Um, Like 10,000 to 12,000 words would be pretty cool. And you have to do that in what, a period of time, 30 days? I have to have it done by the end of the month. But I kind of got inspiration for at least like the way the story is told from uh, that the short story, The Last Question that we read. Oh, nice. Yeah, kind of jumping around a little bit, you know, like not really focusing it on one character, but multiple characters in different time periods uh, zooming out zooming over zooming out zooming yeah, over sort of thing i'm pretty excited about that and hopefully that might be the first thing that i actually publish publicly um, for people to read um it's a good right, idea guys, but i don't when know this how... happens we got to throw down on reading that and just loving all over it Aww. double dip is allowed on the love sauce that is heaven's <laughs> story i know yeah if i get a book published in the next few years we're definitely going to recap and discuss it oh yeah i'm gonna That'd rip it fun. to no, do it no rip it to pieces that's what i want i'll rip it to pieces i read the shittiest thing ever today and... but yeah that's what i've got going on this week i mean i haven't man i haven't watched anything i haven't played any video games i haven't i've just been podcasting and reading and writing and just going on other podcasts and editing and oh man it's just been a lot didn't even go for any power sprayer no i didn't play any power washing simulator wow. i didn't play anything yeah i played like one round of slay the spire on my switch like three days ago Let's slay the spire oh you never played it no it's uh it's like a it's like a 
the way that I'm going to describe it to you sounds so lame. I mean, if you would describe power washing simulator to me. Right. No, it's true. 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 It true. sounded so lame when you mentioned it on your TikToks. I was like, I have to look this up. And I was like, all right, I see how that's yeah, super right. satisfying. <laughs> <laughs> um, but with Slay the Spire, it's like, um, it's like a card game, you know? Okay. Um, so it's like you flip a card down and then it kind of like shows the damage that you're doing to your opponent. And then you, your cards upgrade as you kind of rise up this tower and there's like different levels to the tower and it just gets progressively harder as you keep acquiring more cards. Okay. Like a Gwent Magic the Gathering sort kind of, of Yeah. It's like, okay. uh, it, it's like a turn-based card game, but it's just, it's very like simple for me because like I'm not very good at card games. Like I'm terrible at Magic the Gathering, terrible at Hearthstone. Like I'm terrible at Gwent. Like I just, oh, you're terrible at Gwent? Oh, dude, I just, at first, I can't. That was one of my favorite parts of The Witcher. It's I really fun. I'm just, Gwent. I feel like with those kinds of games, like I'm just always one step behind. You know, there's always mm. like with Magic the Gathering, I've tried so many times. Like my roommate has like, 12 decks and we've tried multiple times to try and play it together and every time i try to learn how to play that game i'm like okay so this card doesn't have to go in the graveyard right and he's like well yeah except in this particular situation and it's like that with every single card it's like okay There's as like soon as so I many butts yeah and as soon as i feel like i've got something figured out about the game it's like okay yeah except um i'm using this deck so you know and it's just like ah uh, how, how do you keep all this in your head man i can't Remember, well, if there's anyone who could do it, you certainly could. But I decided in high school there was only so many like infinite black holes of things that I could dump my time into that I and Magic the Gathering couldn't be one. So I played one game and I won. And I was like, I will never play another game. <laughs> that way I can say I'm unbeatable. And I literally never have. See, it would be kind of fun though if you and me both figured out how to play it and then we could <gasps> stream ourselves playing <laughs> oh that would be kind of fun we could do gwent let's learn gwent maybe we'll, uh, we'll though the app game is not nearly as much fun as the in-game game oh yeah it was, was kind of lame um all right with all of that i think we've caught up on everything we've got going on this week let's head straight into the fictional fun fact all right fictional fun fact of the week Bram Stoker, author of Dracula, also wrote another book considered one of the worst horror novels of all time. The Lair of the White Worm has been described as one of the most spectacularly incoherent novels ever to reach print. And H.P. Lovecraft called it almost infantile. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I've never read it myself, but I found that to be pretty funny. And when Lovecraft is, mm, that's a rough <laughs> yeah Critique. i mean jeez, how bad could it really be though i mean it's bram stoker right i mean it's, it's not, like a I, classic novelist i gotta know it i kind of want to read it now i know i mean if it's if it's that bad like uh i don't know i'm kind of interesting how like we want to go for books that are either like people are like this is the best book ever this is the worst book ever or you should definitely <laughs> not read it's like those are the three things you know yeah I mean, it's only 120 pages like how bad could it be oh that's nothing like i've read way worse things that were way longer than that <laughs> it says a demented mesmerist hell-bent on mentally crushing the girl he loves oh god <laughs> a gigantic kite raised to rid the land of an unnatural infestation of birds and which receives strange commands along its string all the while the great white worm slithers below <laughs> seeking its next victim 
Okay, this sounds pretty well, stupid. Caswell has a giant <laughs> kite built in the shape of a hawk to scare away pigeons that have attacked his fields and destroyed his crops. For lack of anything better to do, he obsessively watches the kite and begins to believe that it has a mind of its own and that he himself is a god. I don't know. This Pulling be... the strings literally. <laughs> On the cover <laughs> that I'm looking at, dumb. it says, Bram Stoker, author of Dracula, Layer of the White Worm. It's like, okay, he wrote Dracula, so just please buy this. Yeah. <laughs> please buy this. Have you read Dracula? Um, I have. It's been many, many, many years. Yeah, it's really good. It was, I was like 13 when I read it, and don't think my brain was properly equipped for it. It super holds up. If you're listening right now and you never read Dracula, like, it's, trust me, it's really, really good. How long is it? I don't remember it being that long. Um, no, it's not that long at all. It's like 400 pages, like normal book size. No, that's know, not depending bad at on all. the font. I mean, I guess like, you know, smaller font would be like 350 pages. There's so many different versions of it. That one's really good. And actually, uh, you and I are going to be reading an HP Lovecraft story called Dagon uh, later this week for the short story episode, Ooh. which we'll, we haven't done a short story in a little bit. So we should do one this week. You know, I'm excited. I really liked those short stories. I started reading, uh, there's another book that I'm reading, but haven't had any progress on um, the Ill- Illustrated Man and probably four or five oh, stories. Oh, yeah. In. Old Bradbury. Oh, Bradbury. I really like it, though. You should read uh, uh, Something Wicked This Way Comes. Now that, that's a solid book right there. That book is a whole-ass mood. It's really, yeah. really good. I think I read some of it like way back in the day. Yeah, we read it when I was in like seventh grade. I just had yeah. a really cool teacher. And then I that read it again cool when teacher. I was like 25 or something. Um, and I got a lot more out of it, obviously, because when I was in seventh grade, I was like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was not doing it. Whatever they you wanted me to thing- do that does not withstand the test of time very well what's that the boondock saints man <laughs> i watched that a couple months ago thinking it's gonna be so awesome and nah, it it's not yeah that movie's not very good <laughs> i was like man people okay. in high school okay. like got tattoos based yeah they movie. did yeah i had two guys at my school that had, had the guy too really wow yeah. yeah yeah one of my other buddies was like nothing but like boondock quotes for a solid two months it was like dude we get it we get it but Dagon is going to be your first H.P. Lovecraft you've ever read, right? Yeah. As I mentioned, um, I think, I don't know, last Monday morning minutes or something, I've read, I flirted with The Call of Cthulhu back in my D&D uh, days, but um, I haven't sunk my teeth in very much for sure. The language is so different than anything else you've read. In what way? I don't know. It's just like, it's just, it's almost like he hated writing it. Like, that's like the only, <laughs> it's like when you're reading it, you're like, man, like it, like you really, it's like he despised writing it down and he was just like, I'm going to make this difficult for you too. Yeah. He's like, now I share in my misery. And I mean, it, it just, it lends a lot to like, um, just how creepy it, it all feels because it's like, it's just so different. It feels spacey and it feels out of this world. Um, like he uses words that you've, that I've had to look up, you know, lots of different words in HP Lovecraft. You're going to start reading it and think, I've never read anything like this before. I definitely remember from the short foyers that I have taken, it's just like a kind of a pet the wrong way on the first sort of, you're just like, oh man, he's just going out of his way to make you uncomfortable. And um, it's very slow. It's very dense. You never really get like a satisfying glimpse of what he's talking about. Like you see it, you know, the, the running joke with H.P. Lovecraft is you wouldn't be able to understand how this like terrifying this was i can't even describe it in text how (laughs) how unfathomably disgusting and and out of you know because i mean it is very difficult to write cosmic horror in that sense because it is 
beyond your understanding. So you have to like apply a language that is your understanding, like English, to explain something that's not explainable. You know, it's like this weird paradox, right? right? Um, and but like in the paradox is where like how creepy it is feels. You know, it's it's really cool. I mean, he started his own genre, like cosmic horror, Lovecrafty, and it's pretty much like synonymous, right? And it's like horror yeah, kind of, yeah. of the like incomprehensible, unknowable mysteriousness, right? Yeah, and just I mean, you know, themes of like insignificance, and you know how the universe mm. is this big, like whoa, 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 like who, <laughs> like doesn't give a shit about you ever, like you are so infinitesimal. The word they're compared, drowning in reverb, right? Yeah, like <laughs> to like compared to like these old gigantic larger than galaxy like beings that have always been there and are always about to wake up and just destroy everything and it's just yeah like i can see how like in the early 1900s people were just like nope nope no because he died penniless (laughs) like he he um like nobody cared about that shit i wish i could say that he was able to offset his lack of earnings with the uh, unstoppable tide of companions but man <laughs> looking at this guy he looks like he would write comic horror. yeah and not to mention he's like dissing bram stoker <laughs> he's just yeah. like not saving himself any friends yeah, like this super popular guy at the time he's like this yeah. infantile <laughs> piece of drivel he's like no 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 inclination to be part of any kind of like writing community or anything <laughs> if you want a good time though go on like google images and just type in cosmic horror hp lovecraft and you'll get some pretty cool images oh yeah definitely yeah i've, I've definitely yeah. gone down a few um rabbit holes because like i mean uh, Lovecraft's work has definitely, you know, people have made a lot of art based on it. There's my one of my favorite online short stories is a D&D story. It's a true story, or at least I think so. Written about this group of people playing a Lovecraft Call of Cthulhu campaign. The One of the players doesn't like his DM very much. He thinks he's a jerk. And so he writes a literal, I think it's 4,400 page backstory for this character called Old Man Henderson who just subsequently goes about ruining the story and it is amazing <laughs> and awesome the way that this guy just destroys the dm and he it ends i'm pretty sure with the dm like literally flipping the table after like seven months of just hell that this <laughs> character is putting through it's really good read you can get to it by just googling old man henderson very much worth your time all right i think that's going to do it for us today here on book reviews kill for the monday morning minute Everybody, thank you so much for listening today. Thank you for giving us the extra day here. Uh, the power went out at my place last night, and uh, it wasn't even due to the fires, I found out. We were scheduled for a, a power outage in my neighborhood, and then right before they were going to do it anyway, a uh, person slammed into whatever box a or, what, or a transistor or something like that, whatever people crash into that knocks out power for an entire neighborhood. So it was only wow. supposed to be out for a couple hours. Is the person okay? I don't know, but it was out until uh, like early this morning. Ooh, so candles and everything. Yeah. Oh, did you read by candlelight? Yeah, I did. I did cool. read by candlelight. Yeah. That's so rad. I know. It was really neat. I liked it. Um, I prefer a regular light. Yeah. <laughs> to the candlelight, personally. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, thank you everybody for being patient with us. Um, yeah, we, we got this episode out one day later, but, uh, you know, we, we love you so much. We really appreciate it. And uh, look out for us next Monday 
barring any other natural disasters or uh, people crashing into stuff that knocks out power to an entire neighborhood. <laughs> and uh, we look forward to hitting you a little bit later this week for some awesome interview episodes and then um, the two David recap episodes. Two yeah. Recaps, yeah. Yeah. And then yeah. Um, the series, the TV shows that we're watching as well. So, man, we just got lots oh, yeah. of stuff we have coming so your many way. things coming out. All right. Everybody, hope you have an awesome rest of your day. And of course, happy reading. Bye, everybody.